So you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you want to make a podcast of your own. Well, Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast direct to Spotify. Everywhere else podcasts are heard as well. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And if you want to take the conversations of your fans to the next level, you can even do Q&As and polls direct through that same feed. Spotify for podcasters. Get it now. You suck. You suck. You suck. Kurt Angle. All right. Kurt Angle has revealed that a AEW offer was made to him. Could we have gone all elite with Angle? Could he have wrestled again outside of WWE in another major promotion? He revealed all today on a big wrestling website. We'll talk about it. Vince McMahon is really, really angry, and he's ripping up the scripts of Raw. Pal, we'll get into all of it. It's Sports Kita Wrestling's top story of the day. Watch out! Watch out! Watch out! Watch out! Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. What's up, everybody? I'm Kev Kellum. That is Jose G. It is a Tuesday edition of the top story. If you haven't done it already, go ahead and hit the like button for the diehards. For the people joining us for the first time, jump in the comments below, tell us where you're watching from, and get in the conversation, maybe even get on screen. If you're on demand and you're watching this on demand, don't worry, I'm engaging with you as well. If you got a hot take, you think it's really hot and it's ice cold, I'll tell you that. I'll, I'll pour the ice water on your on your IWC opinions about things. But if you have a good take, I'll let you know that as well. All right. I don't matter. It doesn't matter what you think. We have a lot to get into today. Jose G, let's let's What's just jump right, right into this this hall this Hall of Famer story. Kurt Angle, all eat wrestling. What's the deal? Yeah, man. Uh Kurt Angle today had an interview with one Nick Hausman of uh Wrestling Inc. And uh, he had a really good conversation with him. And it was interesting because Nick right off the bat asked him, did they make you an offer. Have you been offered to work for them? And he said, quote, yes, they made me multiple offers on different contracts. He turned them down for personal reasons. But he says that Tony Khan's a really nice guy. He's very generous and that he really appreciates his interest in them. Uh, but at this particular time, he feels like he doesn't want to do it. I get it right now. He has his own show going on on his podcast on adfreeshows.com. The Kurt Angle shows it's blowing up. It's doing real well. Uh, but I, f I have kind of like the feeling that I think Kurt Angle might be done in the ring for now. Uh, you know, he wants to probably concentrate on his family. I don't know. But that's very interesting that Tony Khan made him that offer to the only Olympic gold medalist that won the Olympics with a broken freaking neck. You imagine him going to all elite like that would really set things off, right? It would set things off, and and, and the thing is with Kurt, like uh, I think everyone can kind of remember how he was feeling or appearing to feel in the matches he had in his send off. Uh, you, there was a lot of people who were like this isn't the same Kurt Angle as of old. That I don't think that's a critique, but you, you can tell he can still go. But there was just this clear like he doesn't have like he doesn't have the speed, and Kurt was so known for explosive speed with everything else he did. It really added so much to what he did. And it was something he kind of emphasized. Like, I was out of the ring for two or three years. I think muscle atrophy and time caught up with me. Uh, yeah, I had all these injuries, but I didn't feel awful. You know what I mean? I, like, I, yeah. like, so, and this was the way I was going to go out. And I went out with Baron Corbin at WrestleMania, and it is what it is. And he, 
emphatically said many, many times he wanted to go out with John Cena. And that didn't which happen. it would have been which would have been the storyboard, you know, the storyline or the perfect story to the end, right? Because yeah, it would have been the perfect story to the ending, but I also understand the long term of we gotta make a heel out of this, you know, like so yeah, and I so get it. everyone who bitches about that doesn't remember like it's a long term thing. He did that, he did that to benefit uh, a current character of the show. All right, so that is that is they're still doing right by the business, right? In that in that regard. So there's that. And he has talked about the all elite thing, but this is the first time he's flat out said like, yeah, there were offers. This was it. He, he, he's, he floated the idea of it, but he's also kind of said multiple times outside of this conversation with Nick. Also tip of the captain, Nick Houseman, one of the top guys in the business. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm all bias aside. I'm a dear friend of Nick. He's an absolutely fantastic guy. Uh, him and I've worked together in the past. And uh, every time I get to see him in shows and stuff like that, yeah. always just cool a, guy. Uh, an awesome dude. Just an awesome yeah, I had guy. the pleasure of uh, meeting him out in Las Vegas. We talked for a very briefly, just for a few minutes before. Yeah, right before I, I love that. I love you bring this up. That Nick goes right into the stuff. Like Nick, yeah, no. <laughs> he'll dive right. Yeah, like right. He, he just right, dived right in. It was like, so did you have any talks with Dave? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. okay, like, all right, no, no you're going no right for it. Just, just straight to it, and I really appreciate that. I really appreciate. Well, that. if you have ten minutes with somebody, you know what I mean. You got to make it count. Uh, so, uh, yeah, shout out to you to people watching from Mountain House, California, with people in Australia. Uh, if you are also with us on the podcast side of things, let us know what you think here. We're available on Apple and Spotify. Give us a five star review, by the way. If you guys are listening to the podcast uh, side of things, try and give us a five star review if you can. Um, so yeah, uh, this the story with uh, Kurt Angle getting very interesting. Obviously, one of the bigger stars of the past 30 years with WWE, a huge star, blew up with him in the early 2000s. and and had a very tumultuous life outside of the ring due to injuries and different things like that. Uh, but I really think he settled into a nice lane here, kind of post in ring career. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I don't know. I don't know if he needs it. I think that, you know, he mentioned personally, I don't know if this is something he needs to do. And if he was going to do something physical in the ring, I think it would happen in WWE. Uh, he's just one of those guys that's at a certain time in his life. I got the perfect solution. If he does want to come back for one more run as a manager, he can manage the Alpha Academy right now that's going down in SmackDown, but then you add in Gable Stevenson on top of that. And oh. that'll just be monster. Um, but that's just fantasy booking. Uh, fantasy booking, but there's also reality booking that he was pitched a handful of things in the last year or so after you know getting out of the ring and no longer being the Raw general manager, which had its ups and downs to it, right? Uh, he was pitched to be the manager of Matt Riddle and, and uh, to have kind of like an off-screen role and I know people within WWE that work with him in his brief time as a producer and an agent, which was what he was supposed to go into. But then he was a part of those big cuts that happened, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. It's a lot up and down. It seems like he was pretty, he was pretty open about the whole thing. Um, I don't know. Uh, It's, it's interesting. He's so kind of like casual about saying, yeah, there were offers. (laughs) You know, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, because he turned them down, so he really has nothing else to hide. Like, yeah, there were offers. There was and, and the fact that he said there were multiple offers on the table. I mean, that just kind of goes to show you that they're really trying to snag up good talent and big names, too. What do you think of this comment? This is becoming a growing thing I've been hearing, especially the past couple of weeks. We've seen Punk going there and Christian Cage going there this year, and they already have a flurry of different names that they're involved with WWE in the past. Uh, Marcus saying, right, if AEW uh, do this, they're really going to look like TNA 2.0. Kurt Angle needs to stay retired. Well, here's the thing. Um, that that TNA comparison. You I've know, heard T- of that a lot. Yeah, TNA in the 2000s was 
the place you went if you weren't in w in a in wwe you went there ring of honor you know uh mm-hmm. and then you, you you definitely toured the independence and uh depending on who you were you did you did some business right um is that an awful thing if they're t- if they're TNA, if guys are getting work and they're on national television, I mean, it's technically it. still in business, right? So, I mean, they just go by another name now. More than business, impact. they're doing better business than TNA they're, ever did. You know what I mean? That's what like I'm saying, the, yeah. In so, terms of merchandise, I, I wouldn't say they're all the same type of television audiences. I just, no one does. Anyone? I anyone who says like funny though? Yeah, I've heard some people say, "Well, TNA had better ratings than uh, EW. yeah, because there were there were only like eighty cable channels then." You know, now there's like 150. There's so many more. Oh, there's way there. more than there's yeah, way so more. Anytime it's, people say like, "How come the TV audience isn't like what it was 20 years ago?" I was like, well, there wasn't Netflix, and there wasn't YouTube, and there wasn't like all these other things. There, so. Yeah, there wasn't any streaming platforms. Yeah, then. it's so, all a part yeah. of it here. Uh, it certainly is is interesting here. Uh, man, let's talk about what went down mm-hmm. last night, man, because last night was just wow. all over the place with Monday Night Raw, but. There's some reports coming out backstage uh, about one Vincent Kennedy McMahon that he was angry and he was loud, pal. This is some reports that are coming from PW Insider, Kevin. Mm -hmm. Apparently that he ripped up the script just minutes before another one of those things. Uh, And it was described as a crazy day backstage at Monday Night Raw. We saw kind of like... A very weird opening to Monday Night Raw. Then we got that shoot fight with Charlotte and Nia. And we'll talk about that. That's our last story that we're going to talk about. Uh, but we have this report coming from PW Insider uh, that there was a backstage report saying that things were that Mr. McMahon was extremely unhappy. That's what they're saying. And that the original plans, he ripped up the script at the last minute several times during the day, even the rewrite. Uh, and that he was being the loudest and angriest in the room. Uh, what do you think of this, Kevin? I mean, you know, we, we constantly hear about these stories of, you know, Mr. McMahon shredding the script right before the show and calling yeah. it on the fly. Uh, sometimes when you do that, you actually create a little bit of better TV. And last night was not a bad Raw, despite all the confusion, things that were happening and then the matches that didn't that we didn't get. But this isn't the first time any this validity? has happened. Exactly. Yeah. This isn't the first time this has happened where those things or what we're hearing, right? And then you, we hear them after the fact, after the show airs. And then that's not the worst Raw we saw. That's not the, the, the least worst match. It wasn't terrible. Saw. I'll tell you this much. That triple was better. threat match, that triple threat match with Sheamus, Damian Priest, and McIntyre, man, that was one of the best matches Monday Night Raw has put pay-per-view on. Pay-per-view quality a very match. Low, pay-per-view quality match. And they did the right thing by putting Damian Priest over on that. Yeah, and he won clean. He won clean on Drew McIntyre. And Drew McIntyre shook his hand and said, welcome to the show, kid. You know? Another thing is, like, he had the championship and retained it and looked better than he did before the match. Think about that. He won that title off Sheamus at SummerSlam. Came off looking better in this match. Also, Drew took the pin and didn't look weak. He didn't look weak. Not he got caught. That's it. He got pinned. And guess what, guys? Big name stars can take pinfalls, and that's okay. And everyone's like, "Oh, you push and you got buried." Is Drew buried? Did Drew look buried taking the pin? No, in that? not no. at all. He didn't look buried to me at all. And Sheamus but... put Sheamus put in a ton of work, and Damian oh, yeah. has risen up. You know, everyone yes, talked they... about how they weren't doing anything with him. I was like, guys, sometimes people get heated up, and they're doing well, and it's okay. You know, I'm uh, not saying the show is perfect. Uh, Karen Cross still looks like a, a, a weird demolition knockoff or something like that. Like. 
that's like an odd thing um there was still some goofy stuff in it and like some of the goofy stuff worked like the 24 7 championship with reggie doing backflips off a playground like sometimes those segments hit and sometimes they don't that that, that title is interesting on on him and there were some other things that were all over the place. I, I didn't mind the opening with everyone coming out. Sometimes it was like, see, inter- for me, that was the most confusing part because, you know, first we were supposed to get a Bobby Lassie versus Damian Priest, but that didn't happen. You have to they write your way out of it. it. Yeah. So it was just like very confusing to open up with. Uh, and then we didn't get the Miz versus John Morrison match to kind of continue on that heel turn that Miz did on John Morrison last week. We didn't get that. So that was scrapped. So there was a lot of things just kind of like, I don't know, scrambled together. It wasn't the worst Raw, but it wasn't the best Raw. It was just a little confusing, at least for me. But, I mean, what do you think this might have attributed to, you know, Vince McMahon being all loud and angry? Do you think, you know, Uh, yeah, I think it's more people jumping on that, you know? And like, like it's, you know, there's people dropping laugh emojis on this right now. It's, it's the... For the diehard internet wrestling fan, this is the stuff you want to see. They want to see angry Vince, right? Uh, and they want to see Vince get mad, and they want to hear about Vince going off on people, and they want to hear these characteristically defined things that they think about this guy that they've never met, they never talked to, who controls the the biggest wrestling promotion in the world. That's it. It's 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 not about the reality of the situation of maybe he got mad and it was a really long day. And I've heard multiple reports that, you know, the the script was changed and they didn't have the show set until an hour before they went on the air. Mm -hmm. That's happened. That happened in WCW. It's going to happen in WWE. It's, I think it just happens in show business in general. This is a three, just one WWE show that you see on television every week, every week, 52 weeks a year, no repeats, three hours, just one show. So if you're really, telling Kevin, me there no isn't going to be no the, repeats when you get three or four matches in a row with the same storyline, the same no reruns, four weeks in a row. no reruns. No. Is what I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. You know, exactly it's kind of like a rerun. It's kind of like a rerun, though, if you think about it. How? How was this a rerun? There was a bunch of fresh well, matches. No, 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 no not, not this week. I'm just comparing it to some other weeks where we get the same oh. matches three oh. or four weeks in a row. But that's why I'm saying this was so much better than that. Like, oh yeah absolutely this was everyone's fresh. bitching everyone's bitching like vince lost it and vince went off with the creative team i was like but you got this incredible threat match riddle riddle in the main event was actually really interesting the the backstage segments really they did good. with him him and orton and riddle are really clicking right now like that they is a, that is like a very entertaining thing to see i'm not saying everything is interesting on it we will talk about the charlotte nia jack stuff that will be touched upon before we get off the air today because we got to talk about that. Was that yes. a legitimate shoot fight in the middle of a live television I'll show? I'll tell you, I'll tell you, man, that was, uh, I'm sitting back. You know what? Let's just jump into it, man. Because was it a shoot fight? Yes. I don't know. I think it was. I think it generally was a shoot fight. There was a report, a backstage report regarding this matchup last night that there was some miscommunication between Nia Jax for a few minutes during that match. And I think that miscommunication came in when Charlotte literally just slapped her hair straight, bro. Like it was, she got a nasty slap and then Jax got in a nasty slap on her. And then they started going at, it looked nasty there for a moment until they did the reverse TDT. And I think that's when everything got back to normal, but it did not look pretty. Like, you could see the frustration on Jax's face 
after the match is over. She didn't even stay in ring to celebrate. She walked straight to the back. She knew something had met, had gone wrong during that match. Um, but according to the report, simple miscommunication. And you better not miscommunicate with the queen, man, because, man, she is, she's a veteran. I think she did the best she could. But, man, what did you, what was your thoughts when you saw that matchup last night? Uh, so I saw most of Raw. I watched about half of it, and then I watched the rest on Tuesday. And this was the one match where I started, and I had to go do dinner with, with people and, and everything. And then I was like, I kind of don't want to turn away from this. Like, because they went to commercial. And I was like, all right, now I can go. I, was like, I didn't want to turn away from it. And then, because it, it just felt like something was off, and there was that, oh, is this a train wreck? And do you want to see it? And, and when you watch every week, as much as people don't, you don't want to say that. That's that's a part of it is you want to see what's going to happen. That was the compelling part when I watched it again today. Was I was like, what's going to happen next? Because there were several points where I thought they. There was one point where Charlotte was on top of her, and I think she was laying in real shots. Oh, there were some stiff shots, Kevin. Not just from and, Charlotte, and, and but I, from I, Nia I as well. I uh, from Nia as well. Uh, there was one point where uh, they came right out of a commercial, and Nia gave Charlotte like I want to say like a back suplex of some kind, and it didn't look like Charlotte took that clean at all. There was a lot a lot of coming down on the neck and head. And it did. It just didn't look like the like the escalation of the move was was correct. I'm not a wrestler. I'm not going to tell you. Oh, somebody botched or something like that. But there was a lot of stuff in this match where you could tell it was very very testy. Like it was. It, it doesn't take a casual fan. You know, it doesn't take like a, a super something's smart. Something's not to see. going. Yeah, something's not going quite right with that. Which, match. which also. Made it kind of interesting to me. It did. It did because I'm literally falling I'm not asleep. Saying, I'm not saying because I want to say it. I'm, I'm saying think, it. But you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right about that, Kevin, because I'm here after the, the priest match. I'm really just kind of like snoozing off in and out. And then I see this match. I'm like, okay, well, let's let's check this out. Let's see what's going on. Because, you know, Naya early in the night has squashed both Jax and Ripley or splattered. That's what she'd like to say. She was going to do the same thing to, to Charlotte. So I was actually looking forward to this matchup. So I see this matchup and this goes down. And I'm like, whoa, this is not part of the script. What's going on here? Man, yeah, they were they were really, they got each other with some serious shots last night. Phil Dashiell saying Jax and Charlotte stiff and chippy. Yes. And also there were some exchanges. They were kind of like like verbal exchanges. They were kind of like kind of obvious. <laughs> like, 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 like there was a lot going on here. Also, plenty of the ref. Go right, not left. Yeah, you heard that? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm, uh, I'm like, that would like, be an was, example. There was, there was transitional issues in terms of whipping each other into certain moves. Uh, and then also, like, and the thing is, Charlotte's been on this role recently of being in contention with the crowds, yet still being able to go out and yeah, be like, yeah. I'm firing mm-hmm. you up. Like, And she was – it was weird, right? Another thing is it's a heel-heel matchup. Uh, Nia's already wrecked two other people in the show. This is supposed to set her up for a title change. Another thing is, there's going to be more of these two because, and and then you had Charlotte earlier in the night cutting a heel promo backstage, right? And you had Nia working heel. A lot of this is weird. A lot of it is like oil and water. There's no who's the heel, who's the baby face, right? They're both heels. Who the hell is the heel here? 
Try saying that five times real quick. But like as I mentioned, I'm not saying I thought it was great. It it was not the match of the year by any means. It was hella entertaining though. Exactly. It wasn't boring. This was, was not like the, you know, like this was not a boring. <laughs> no one can call this a boring match. No, I think, it I think really that's, wasn't. I think it's the uh, widespread uh, point we can take away from it. And I also it trended a lot. People were interested in it. You have that, uh, you know, you have that haterade crowd that loves. Just uh, I don't, I don't care. I don't love Charlotte. I don't want Charlotte to get anything. I don't want Charlotte to get anything. And you have people that feel the same way about Nia. Uh, and and also you're gonna have that crowd that comes out and says, Nia hurt this person, this person, this person, this person. Oh, yeah, they're always gonna do that. The, Nia committed the ultimate sin of of you know hurting Becky Lynch right as she was about to break out and go huge. And and it's all Nia's fault. And, they, and there's still people that don't forget that and, and want to drum that the same yeah, way they're gonna let it go. Home. Yeah. So I mean, there were these are two very contentious characters, yet here they are having uh by we're the way, talking about them, they're relevant. This was the most talked about thing coming on my night raw. Pound for pound. Absolutely. I got, between that and the Damian Priest victory, those are the two biggest talking points from Monday Night Raw. Uh we got we got a couple crazy comments here. Tom Toscano saying Naya made the man. Some people might argue that's true. Uh, Some yes, people might uh, argue that's true. Know, Without yeah. the punch to the face, you would never get that iconic t-shirt of Becky the man Lynch. So you know what? I'm you know, I shall uphold it. CRC always riding hard with us. Thank you so much, Christopher Ryan Cooper. Uh, I just want the Walter versus Dragonoff vibes uh, <laughs> for all matches. I want people hitting each other for real the whole time. <laughs> I want people. I want people. I want biceps to face. Biceps to face. I, I. You don't have to close your fist, but like really smack the crap out of each other is what you want. Just well, reading WWE. Rename WWE to WFE World Fighting Entertainment. Yeah, exactly. Here, uh, a- Andrew Wilson with this one here. I-, I knew we had this one up here, but I definitely want to talk about it. Uh, Nia will rearrange Charlotte's face. <laughs> Just remember not what Nia did to Becky. See, so Man, the, their, the their memories are real. Yeah, yeah, their memories are not very uh, short here. Um, we got Pratik Banjada here watching us on Facebook. He's asking us, both you and I, Kevin. Kevin and Jose, it's been eight years. We're going to see unique custom stages and ring ropes for every pay per view. You're not. I don't know. You're not, <laughs> not, not going to see it. That's why. That's why LED screens exist, and all they got to do is just change the program into the yeah. LED screens. That's all they got to do. When you're spending a couple hundred thousand dollars on production every single week, yeah, you know, having a set show becomes the most um, cost effective thing. And uh, when you have a show that has a defined look. Uh, people who pay tickets for it get to see the show they see on TV live. Uh, that is a big element that when I talk to people that are in WWE production is they want it to feel like you're at something special. Mm-hmm. Uh, the LED screens, I think, look really cool. The reflective floor that they walk on makes it really kind of pop as well. It's not the worst thing in the world. I know some people think maybe it doesn't look particularly great on television sometimes, but when you're there live, it is a spectacle. Uh, and it is a special thing, too. So there is that balance. I think you have to have that proper balance between what fans see live and what you get on television. Obviously, I think that's to lean towards television. And I do think it works for TV. You know, they have the other augmented reality elements they've been adding in the past few years. And that's very much just a television thing. Uh, some of those are ridiculous. Some of those are pretty fun. Uh, All right. My are- favorite one, my favorite one to date right now has to be Randy Orton's Viper. Uh, the snake that like bites the camera yeah Yeah, it no longer looks like a poop emoji it actually looks like a viper (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, that one's really good. Charlotte's is really good. Seth Rollins is really good. But that Roman run, the, the giant, the giant, the giant Roman, y'all yeah. got to do something with that. Y'all really need to find, like find you like something. It? It looks. It just doesn't look right, man. It looks like he's going Super Saiyan. He's about to drag the like, ball. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, gonna take five episodes just for him to to to, to level up. <laughs> um, we, we got we got some other bits and pieces to talk about here. We got one, Punk, we got one more story. Yeah, I, more I, have, story. I have some CM Punk stuff to talk oh, about. You, that you got CM Punk stuff. Yeah, ahead. that just came up in the last few minutes. So I got to touch. Oh, it. go ahead, go ahead, break it out, break it out before we head out. So Punk is making the media tours locally in Chicago. Uh, he appeared on numerous radio stations and TV stations today. We have a, a flurry of that up at sportskeeda.com. Uh, and he was on a Rock 95.5 today with Abe Cannon, who he's very, very friendly with. And he told stories about being on Bozo. He told all these different stories. But he, he was said, on Bozo? Bro, Bozo was my favorite when I was growing up. Listen, I watched Bozo. He cheated on Bozo. As a little kid, he cheated he said, on Bozo. That's hilarious. Bozo the Clown Bozo. was this kid show for the younger people. It was a kid show that was a, oh it broadcasted God. throughout the country, but it was wow. a really big Chicago thing. We, we got it in Puerto Rico, bro. I used to watch it every day in Puerto Rico. Yeah, and so it was like a, a clown kid TV show, and it was a very very big deal in the Midwest. And someone asked him that. He's like, "Yeah, I was on the show as a kid, and I cheated. <laughs> I cheated in one of the games to win to wow. win like, some stuff." So they had that. I thought he was supposed to be straight edge. Yeah, come on, dude. Uh, I mean, he described it as the first time he cheated on television. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, that makes that makes perfect sense. You're real. Um, but there are some other big things he kind of said about it. He, he said like this this took a long, long time to do. Uh, he understood every day after he left that people were going to ask him when he was going to come back, and it it wasn't a sure thing. But he said, uh, I know everyone's going to ask me about how I feel about WWE. And he never said WWE. I'm always going to say the company I used to work for. And the reason is I want to focus on what I'm doing in AEW. And it lets me do a bunch of different things when I'm, when I'm an AEW guy. And that's what I'm going to focus on. And I thought that was a very, very healthy thing. He has a very clear, healthy perspective. And this idea of him kind of uh, when was he going to come back? Was he, he was on WGN television where Bozo aired. Pat Tomasulo, great guy. Done some comedy shows with Pat. They played clips of him being on the last few years, and he would come on for different movie projects and MMA things he was doing. And every time Pat would ask him when he was coming back to wrestling, and every time Punk would say no, and then they played all this stuff, and then he's on again. And then Punk joked, "Well, I only came so I only came back to to pro wrestling just so you would stop asking me about it." <laughs> so, <laughs> worth noting, uh, AEW going to run Chicago three times this week. They will do Dynamite Man, at the Now Arena on Wednesday crazy, night. Crazy. They will run the same arena Friday night for Rampage, and they will run it again for uh, for All Out on Sunday. I will be at All Out on Sunday. Various different charity events. Want to plug this as well. Uh, they are going to be hosting a very awesome event for Paw Chicago, a great charity that helps out animals in need and animal adoption. Uh, the, it'll be the AEW versus Pro Wrestling Tees softball challenge going down 5 to 7 p.m. 15 different AEW stars appearing at the Wintrust Field in suburban Chicago. Uh, go get your tickets for that. Great opportunity if you just want to get photos and different things like that. And they'll have a fan fest as well for two days while they're here in town. So a lot going on with AEW. Wanted to get that in before we're done here. What about this Ruby Soho story? Yeah, man. So Ruby Soho, before we head out here, Ruby Soho dropped her last vignette on Twitter. 
and she left a nice little Easter egg. Very well done two-minute video on Twitter, uh, pretty much saying that she's she has a destination. And during that little frame that only cuts for like half a second, there's a seven blank space clue destination. Seven letters. Flash it. Seven spaces. Flash it. Just flash it. It just flashes and it goes away. So there's a lot of people saying all out, but all out doesn't add to seven letters. I, I'm thinking impact because impact plus the exclamation point that adds up to seven. Can I don't know. You, can you see it? Can you actually, can you, could you slow it down and see it? Cause I couldn't see it. Uh, you're talking about the, uh, the, yeah. the, uh, the clue. Yeah. yeah. I saw it. I actually had to like, it took me like two minutes to really stop at that, at that actual area. I but tried because I was up. watching, a, I was watching the video player on like Twitter. You can't like, you know what I mean? The video player on Twitter yeah. is like it is good. So I was like, that's actually I where I found it. That's if actually I where saw I found it on YouTube. It. If I saw it on YouTube, I think I could have been able, like, okay, it's right here, you know. But it, the video player on, on Twitter is fine. But like, I couldn't. It isn't super perfect where you can like pause it like that. Um, I think she goes to AEW. It makes it makes more. It makes the most sense. It makes the most sense for her to go there. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing her in uh, in Impact either because Impact, she'll have no. that opportunity to go to Japan. She'll have the opportunity to cross over to AEW as well, uh, maybe do some other things. But, you know, it's almost like, almost like a far-gone conclusion. Everybody's like, oh, she's all elite. But what if she's not all elite? All elite does not add up to seven letters on the space there. Impact does. Uh, but I don't know. Who am I? Uh, we are expecting some big news tomorrow. Uh, sometime in the midday from one mañana uh mañana there is some 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 determination of the future of braun Strowman uh will will be revealed or is expected to be revealed tomorrow so so uh, are we breaking news early tomorrow i believe we might be breaking some news early tomorrow uh, is he go is he going to impact is he going somewhere he's going somewhere uh and he's definitely been teasing it his his non-compete clause will come up tomorrow uh, and he's going to make some big announcements. Braun Strowman released from WWE earlier. You know who year. else, right? You know who else is uh, plenty non- of people. Uh, Buddy Matthews comes mm-hmm. up today. Today it was the day was his last one. Yeah, but there's a bunch of people that are going to be coming up here uh, as of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, big tip of the cap to the old Rumble Radio bro here, Pooch Chris Buckmelter saying Chicago, New York, both seven letters. So if you're looking at that, that clue of that video here, uh, that could be. There you go. I want to put on your your tip or your cap here. If you haven't done it already, I know how many of you are watching. If you haven't done it already, go ahead and hit that like button. It's free. Uh, also, big big thank you to everyone watching on YouTube as we've just surpassed this week 20,000 subscribers. Thank you. 20, thank you. Thank you. Um, so much content for you to enjoy. A big part of that was our special that we filmed last week with CM Punk. The heel screening. You can go watch that. Uh, we have a fresh episode of Vince Russo on Legion of Raw. He does go off on how crazy that match was with Charlotte and and, and Nia Jax. It is certainly an entertaining episode. I watched it. A lot of timeout, timeout, timeout. What's going on here? Timeouts. Uh, that is up right now. And uh, we'll have a, some special content up this week leading to AEW. Big preview episodes. Uh, a lot of additional things here. And, of course, sportskeeda.com for all your breaking news. Jose, you're hustling hard here. Reekens of Wrestling. What, we got a big episode this week? Yeah, we got another big episode at 8, uh, 8 p.m. Thursday on Facebook and on YouTube. Uh, well, you guys can also can catch me every single day here on the top story. Sometimes I'm not uh, available on Fridays or on Mondays, but I'm usually here in the middle of the week. 
so you guys one, are of, one, of, one of our bald heads is yelling at you with exactly yeah. exactly you guys can also catch me on the news roundup every single day on youtube and you guys can catch me every wednesday night 10 p.m right after aew dynamite for the debrief here on sports keto wrestling where we break down nxt and dynamite and guys not only just subscribe to me, subscribe to uh, Sports Keto Wrestling. Now we got to make it 30,000. So help us get to 30,000 right now by smashing that notification bell. That's all you got to do. Smash the notification bell, the subscribe button, the like button, share it, do it. That's all you got to do. Help us to get to 30K. You know what's up, guys. Uh, I, we're just thankful for the support. There's a lot of options you could choose for podcasts that aren't just wrestling, anything online. It's just an endless Flurry of information at your face, but you spend time with us, real considerable time, and we don't take it for granted. We're very, very thankful. Look at that. You you spent 31 minutes with us. We chatted at the wrestling. You maybe had a couple goofs and ganders, and Kevin, you're full of it. You know, at the screen. Thank you so much. Also, uh, check out the podcast as well if that's a little bit easier for you. Uh, Spotify, Apple, all that good stuff. Go ahead and give it a look. Uh, a little bit easier. Put, put the audio on in the background. We throw up the top stories on there. We throw up all of our review shows on there. We also throw out some additional interviews that we grab. So, so all that, all that good stuff here. Uh, thank you guys so much for supporting the channel and everything we're doing on multiple platforms. It's a very, very good time to be following wrestling. So you're following it with us. And we really appreciate it. Show that. is show is, uh, you can follow him at Jose underscore G underscore official. Uh, you can follow me at Kev Kellum. I'm busy. You're busy, but we're talking wrestling. And when watching wrestling, we do the most important thing when watching wrestling. Say it with me in the chat. Sing it up on heaven high into the valley below. From smock to mock, from heel to face, from the top of the card, from the curtain jerker to the main event. There can be no dissent when watching wrestling. Do what, Jose? Enjoy wrestling. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's a singer? Wow. Wow.